Hello to all the massage therapists out there. Welcome to season two, episode five of the USO LMT bi-weekly podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm the founder and executive director of USO LMT. The United States Organization of Licensed Massage Therapists is a new association for LMTs who want to work together to create positive changes in our workplace and our industry. Our mission is to promote unity, advocacy, education, and engagement of licensed massage therapists through our solidarity and massage therapy movement. We encourage massage therapists to be the change they want to see in our industry. Membership is open to massage therapy students, licensed massage therapists based in the USA, massage educators, LMT-owned multi-therapist practices, and massage co-ops. We believe in the need to engage in a more collective and radical form of activism in our profession. We can only decide what the future looks like when we work together. You can become a founding member of USO LMT today for a monthly subscription price of $10. Our message at USO LMT is solidarity in massage therapy. We are one for all and all for one. Join today and find out how change and improvement in the massage industry is possible through strength in numbers. Now let's get into today's topic. Today, I wanna talk about workplace culture. So what is workplace culture? The culture of your workplace is based on the business owner's mission and values, company traditions, beliefs, behaviors, and attitude, customer and employee interactions. All these things together shape your workplace culture and contribute to the emotional and the relational feel of your workplace. The environment that you set up in your workplace plays a powerful role in determining employee satisfaction, job progression, and interpersonal relationships. Business owners and managers are responsible for conveying these shared values to employees. To do this, managers and business owners need to have strong leadership qualities and strong leadership styles and be able to communicate effectively to all levels of their organization. The other part of workplace culture is leading by example. You cannot be all talk and expect your employees to get behind your mission and adopt your values. You have to act and you have to play by the very same unspoken and unwritten rules that encourage bonding between colleagues in the workplace. Workplace culture is extremely important to any business, but oftentimes small business owners are not trained in how to develop a winning workplace culture and managers are not trained in leadership styles that promote great workplace culture. Now, based on our survey, give your workplace a checkup which you can find on the USOLMT website, most managers operate by laissez-faire leadership, meaning they are hands-off managers who really only confront or talk to their employees when there is a problem. Leadership styles in spas and clinics are literally all over the place. There was not one single person who took our survey that said that they had a visionary or transformational leadership style from their manager in their workplace. They also told us that almost 50% of business owners are disengaged from the day-to-day operations of their business. If massage businesses with employees have any hope of sticking around for the long-term future, this needs to change. 
The culture leaders create in the workplace has a direct impact on how your employees fit into your business and your ability to attract and retain employees and clients. It directly shapes the environment in which you serve the public and the environment that your team works in. Conveying company culture should start in your marketing efforts, your online reputation, and it needs to continue through the point of hire all the way through the end of employment. The way that you handle an employee exit is just as important as the way that you handle attracting client candidates and clients to your business. Business owners who think this is a waste of time or resources are always going to be less successful than those who invest the time up front to create the right environment and hire the right people. Next up, I'm going to talk about toxic workplace cultures. If you have a toxic culture in your workplace, it's going to be reflected in your clients and your employee reviews online. It only takes one negative review to bring down the rating of your business. I know the general advice is to respond appropriately to protect your reputation and generally you're going to respond with an email template asking the person to contact you and apologizing for what happened. But if you can prevent this before it happens, you should. You want to avoid negative reviews at all costs. You can easily see what a toxic culture looks like on social media. Any of the bigger massage groups with 10,000 or more people have major disagreements. They thrive on debate and downright argument. They have condescending conversations and these groups can turn from professional to heated and disruptive very quickly. This can change from topic to topic and honestly, you really never know what to expect. Over time, therapists tend to dip out of these groups because the environment is no longer entertaining. It's way too toxic. We not only have a workplace toxicity problem, but we have an industry-wide problem with toxic culture, and it's something that we need to fix going forward. And I think that there are many group leaders who are stepping up to do that, creating more positive spaces for therapists to be. And I want to see employers step up and create positive spaces for therapists to be. Now, leaders in our massage field sometimes hold their own toxic beliefs and values, and they don't always have noble missions at heart. However, as a leader, I can tell you, it can be very difficult to be a positive force and to be real and authentic and display your passion while also being true to yourself. It's a balance that some people succeed at and some people don't. And it gets better. It gets better with time and with leadership training, which is one thing that rarely ever happens in the massage business environment. When I asked massage therapists what they wanted to see changed in our industry, a lot of what they said has to do with culture. They want more collaboration and support within our massage community. They want to be on one accord. And they said that COVID-19 exposed how divided we really are. They said that their workplaces made them believe that they were expendable and that profits take priority over people. They talked about how their jobs were stagnant and how they carried repressed resentment towards business owners. 
They also told us their feelings on other massage therapists, saying that a lot of therapists who were experienced were smug, they were arrogant, that break rooms were toxic, and that some of the people that they worked with were perverts and they were sexual at work. They said that working with dishonest business owners and other staff, workplace cliques and gossip, negativity, and not being taken seriously were major problems. Now, obviously, we're not talking about all therapists. We're not talking about all business owners here. But knowing what employees are concerned about is half the battle. So in the next segment, I'm going to be bringing on a special guest. His name is Eric DeGear. I ran into Eric in a Facebook group called The Happy Successful Massage Therapist. So we'll be talking about what Eric offers to therapists after 11 years in practice and get his thoughts on workplace culture. Hello. Hello. Hi, Eric. Second. Making my Bluetooth. Okay. All right. Can you hear me? Yep, I gotcha. All right. So this is Eric DeGear, and he is a coach and the Massage Success Club um, person who started that. So, hey, Eric, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started doing that. Sure. So, yep, my name is Eric DeGear. Uh, I've been doing business coaching for quite a bit now. Um, we I started the Massage Success Club mostly because I realized that there was a gap between uh, a postgraduate, like somebody just fresh out of massage school, and somebody who's running a happy, successful massage practice um, with emphasis on the happy part as well as the successful part. So I think both yeah. are important. <laughs> I know plenty of people who are running a successful practice, you know, on the books, but they're not really happy with where they're going or what they're doing right now. Absolutely. That was one of the things that um, enticed me to join your group in the first place, because happy, successful massage therapists seem like maybe they're a little rare. And I like Mm -hmm. the idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, the most people think of business coaching is uh, just this focus on getting money and, and clients and, and boosting up. And I, I think that's a big part of it. And it's definitely uh, a big part of life. But I don't think that making money is everything. And definitely not, especially for a lot of therapists. I know a lot of therapists are very heart-centered and heart-focused. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that that resonates well with them. Yeah, it definitely resonated with me. And um, since I've been in there, you know, I'm watching your live videos and stuff, really impressed with what you're doing. So keep doing it. Good job on that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's always good to hear feedback. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about coaching a little bit. So what led you to start coaching massage therapists and like, what's your why? Why did you develop the Massage Success Club? So originally, actually, you know, to be completely honest, um, I was a bit tired of massage and uh, I've been doing it for 11 years now. So you can imagine after a bit you get, you know, you get a little bit bored or a little bit tired of it. And Mm -hmm. so I had gotten a a business coach uh, for my massage practice, which which really helped it. It doubled my um, practice the first year, like the income I was bringing in and then doubled it the next year. But my really my whole focus was getting out and pushing away from massage. Um, 
just because I'd been in it for a while. And then I realized after talking to uh, a second business coach that I hired that really actually um, I have a lot of experience with, uh, with working in the massage practice and building up my own business. And instead of diving away from that, um, really diving into that and seeing how I could help people. And I've always told people about, you know, massage school and how they don't prepare you for running your own business. I mean, it's not a business school. Let's face right. it. They, you know, they give you just enough information in massage school so you don't hurt someone. <laughs> no, I say um, they give you just enough information to make you dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I realized, you know, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't hard, you know, going and taking somebody, um, you know, who just got out of massage school and giving them, I mean, I could give them five tips that would make them really successful as a therapist. Um, and there were, there were just lessons that I've learned through my own work and then, um, figuring out how to apply them through, uh, through the psychology degree that I got. So mm-hmm. it was just a, a great combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more. I know you have, I think it's like five pillars, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Coaching practice. Do you want to kind of expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So it was a system I developed when I was younger. I realized that I needed to kind of organize my, my goals in life and my habits. And uh, so I came up with, originally it was the four mountains and then I changed it to five mountains once I became a bit more spiritual. Um, so they're physical, mental, financial, relational, and spiritual. And those five mountains are kind of like the focus. So I like to use a lot of metaphors. So I always tell my clients that imagine you're, you're climbing up a mountain and the goal isn't to get to the top of the mountain. I mean, the goal is, it's, it's the journey along the way. That's the happy, successful part is the, the journey along the way, being happy with where you're at. But still, having those goals and having those mountains to climb is important. And you'll notice that they're, you know, they're divided. It's five different sections and financial is just one of them. It's an important part, but it, you know, and it is just one of the areas that I focus on um, for not only the Massage Success Club, but also with my coaching. Mm-hmm. Nice. So let's talk about the Massage Success Club a little bit more. Um, I I had a really good time in there and I learned some new stuff yesterday, which was really great when I dropped into the club. So tell us a little bit about like what actually goes on in this club. So the club is, uh, my idea is kind of a fusion of um, new therapists, so students coming in and eager to learn, eager to, to find new information, eager to improve, and eager to surround themselves with people who uh, have normalized their goals. So their goals are become happy and successful. On the other hand, uh, I want the second group of people to be almost um, veterans, I mean, who still have something to learn and who still want to grow their practice, but they're also wanting to share. And they're also wanting to uh, give back. And so it's kind of a platform for them to help them give back as well as learn. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of my idea right now is a a fusion of those two. And we explore different topics. Um, It's not just about, you know, go, 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 get clients, get busy. Um, 
you know, we, we talk about different things. Like you saw yesterday, we talked about money and they, you know, maybe it's the philosopher in me or whatever, but you know, I wanted to focus on what is money? Like what, what is money mean to us? And that was one of the questions. Also one of the first, very first meetings we had is uh, what is massage? And it's really interesting. You would think that a lot of people would agree on both of these subjects. You know, it seems very, uh, um, intuitive to us like oh yeah of course money is this or massage is this but you'd be surprised at all the different answers of what other people are thinking and uh, I think those perspective shifts really help put um, put you in the mind of other people who are in the business and really kind of open you up to uh, those new perspectives mm-hmm. I will definitely say talking to you I've probably talked to you about 2000 massage therapists over the last year and the ideas and the differing perspectives and outlooks. It's amazing. It really is. I mean, they go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. We're definitely a diverse crowd and I love focusing on the things of that obviously that pull us together. Um, but focusing on, you know, where we vary, I think is also valuable. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, maybe at some point we'll be able to bring all of these mindsets together into one place to catapult us into the future. Cause I think that's, that's where my focus is. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, it's definitely interesting, you know, just looking at organisms in general. I mean, if you want to take a, like a kind of macroscopic view of massage and the different kind of uh, ways we collect around ideas or focuses and uh you know you look at even other countries what they've done with massage um i know in australia because i've had some uh, australian coaching clients and they split between practitioners and um people who are a bit more advanced like who go on to get more advanced degrees almost in massage mm-hmm. um, so they have you know your general massage practitioners and then they have almost your advanced massage and they've already seen like a a split between those two career paths Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting when you start comparing what we're doing here in the united states to what they're doing in canada or australia which i've looked at both of those pretty extensively it's completely different programs and sometimes i'm like who came up with this (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your summer summit. Tell us about what's going on. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. Um, this, you know, came up seemingly last minute. I was like, okay, a month beforehand, I'm going to announce it. Um, but this is technically the anniversary of the Happy Successful Massage Therapist and the official launch of the Massage Success Club. So the Massage Success Club has been in beta this whole time. It's been uh, undergoing changes. And I love, you know, tweaking and changing things. Even um, after the launch, we'll probably see some tweaks and changes. I was like improving things. Um, But so it's kind of like a celebration of both of those events, as well as I wanted to um, kind of like spread, I I wanted to create a free event for, for students and for therapists, like something that kind of like a, a sample of what they'll find within the club. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's based on a PDF I came up with uh, just kind of like a, something to hand out the seven secrets to success. Um, 
So the full title, I guess, of the summit would be the Seven Secrets to Success, the Summer Summit, which don't try saying that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have some cool speakers. I've got the chairman of the massage board here in Idaho who's speaking. Um, there's going to be Mark and Amanda from the uh, Two Therapists, One Mic. Um, I'll be speaking, of course. Um, we've got some members of the Massage Success Club, which are going to be on a panel for part of it. Um, it's going to be exciting. I think that there's going to be a lot of cool information and it's completely free. So there's not really any reason why therapists wouldn't join. Um, they will be recorded. So they'll be for 24 hours afterwards. You can watch the recording. Or if you want to be a, get a VIP pass, then you have those recordings forever. Sounds really fun. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely looking forward to it and I'll be there. All right, cool. Yeah. So what's the date? Tell me when it starts. Uh, so it starts July 5th and we're doing the courses in the evening at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, which is 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be the 5th through the 11th. And uh, like I said, you don't have to attend all of them. Um, people can hop in, hop out, like whatever they want. I want to keep it pretty flexible and easy. Uh, you just have to sign up for the email list and we'll let you know which one's dropping when and maybe some more information about the speakers. Okay. Sounds good. So my topic on the podcast today is a workplace culture. So I wanted to chat with you a little bit about that. Um, I know that you're, you're building a team at your practice um, up there in Idaho, right? You have a couple employees. Sorry, what was that? I said, I know you're, you're, you have a couple employees at your, mm -hmm. um, at your location up in Idaho. And I just kind of yep. want to talk about like, what are your core values um, as a business owner and what type of workplace culture are you trying to build? Okay, yeah. Um, so our three core values are um, strength, personability and professionalism. And those three kind of came up um, kind of naturally because that's what I have in my solo practice. And I just kind of added on um, other therapists when I grew too big to handle all the clientele that was coming in. But I've always, um, I really actually delved into my, my clients, like for, for the direction I wanted to have with my business. And one important question I would ask any therapist to ask themselves and ask their clients is what would you miss if I stopped doing massage? Mm. What would you miss most about my work if I wasn't doing massage any longer? So um, I asked my clients that and, you know, those three pillars kind of emerged from that, from that conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that it's all really important. I mean, everyone can pick their own three pillars for me. Uh, professionalism, of course, is standard, you know, showing up on time, clean cut, um, you know, being above board on everything, uh, personal, you know, my clients really love the engagement. They love the friendship and they love the, the personability, the, um, just the real human connection, I guess mm -hmm. is really important. So when picking out employees, that's what those were the three things I looked for. And strength is interesting because it's come to, uh, shift a bit. I think it's not just 
pure physical strength. It's also, you know, strength of character, I think. And, um, almost independence. Like I really trust my guys to be able to handle the appointments on their own. I don't have to sit there and babysit them, which I think is really important. Oh yeah. So. Very important for a business owner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as far as workplace culture, um, I'd say openness and communication, especially like with their future goals. I think that for employees, um, a lot of them have kind of an idea of where they want to go, mm-hmm. but that's never really discussed with uh, their employers, except for maybe at the start. They're like, what do you see our, your future with, with this country or with this company? And uh, um, I, don't know, I don't know about you, but most of the people I know who answered that haven't really been honest about what their goals are with the company, you know, maybe yeah, it's just to make I money. Think that's true. Um, you know, I've been asked that too. And if my goal is to really go into my own private practice, I might not say that to an employer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's where I asked off the bat. And actually my whole business model with my guys is planning to push them out the door after a while. And tell them, you know, in I, there could be some circumstances where they stay on, but I understand from my perspective. And this is why I was hesitant getting employees for so long, is because uh, I didn't like being an employee. <laughs> you know, I didn't like being an employee myself. Why would I want to have employees, or why would I want to have people working for me? Um, so, but my mind really shifted when I thought, okay, what if I like, what would a good employer look like? What would a good boss look like? And mm-hmm. um, It'd be someone who plans for the future and even help me toward it. So that's why I hired guys right out of massage school. Um, Cause it's, I think that there needs to be some sort of transition period from massage school to running your own practice. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like for my workplace culture is training, training in techniques um, and then eventually training in uh, running a business. And I think that, uh, the idea that you're going to hold on to a therapist forever and that the therapist when they leave is not going to take clients. is just, it's ridiculous. I don't think yeah. that uh, that's looking at the future with any sort of <laughs> clear mindedness. Yeah. I definitely love the idea of training a therapist, how to run the business. And to be honest with you, I think that any employer, any employer right now who is interested in doing that for their therapist is going to have an advantage in this market. We're in a really Mm -hmm. tight labor market. And if a therapist can come in and see you and understand how to run a practice, Mm -hmm. they're going (laughs) because most places are teaching them how to do that. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yep. I think that, I think it's really important um, to, yeah, respect where you're, your employees are coming from and what their goals are. And if you can help them uh, fit those into yours, then why wouldn't they, uh, why wouldn't they want to stay? Exactly. I think that there's a lot of career longevity to be had there, you know, especially if they can learn how to run things and learn operations and all these things that so many of our bigger employers, you know, kind of complain, Oh, the therapists don't know anything about overhead. They don't know anything about, how to run a business. And, you know, my response to that is, well, then teach them, (laughs) teach them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Stop complaining about it and teach them how to do it. Teach Mm -hmm. them what it takes. 
right? Yep. Then they'll understand. It seems yeah. like logical common sense to me. Yep. Well, and that's where, I mean, you could get into, um, you know, responsibility or playing the victim or things like that. Like, I firmly believe that everything that comes into my life is my responsibility. It's not necessarily my fault, but um, there's a huge difference between responsibility and fault. And as soon as you accept responsibility for everything that comes into your life, everything, even the things that people quote unquote do to you, um, you're going to be a lot happier and you're going to be a lot more successful, honestly, because then you're bringing the power back into your control. Yep. I love that. So let's talk about toxic workplaces. Have you ever worked in a toxic workplace, Eric? <laughs> yes. yes <I> <laughs> I think we've all found ourselves there at some point. What mm. do you think when a therapist finds themselves in a toxic workplace culture, what can they do? Do you have any ideas? Um, the first thing I would say is learn from it. I mean, when you're, when you're in a shitty situation, um, the best reward you can get from it is a lesson. If you see it as like, oh, this is terrible. Um, you know, I just need to get out and you just focus on like escape from the situation, um, which is understandable. Then you're losing out on the huge piece of valuable, um, a huge, a huge life lesson. Whether, you know, even if it's like an anti-role model, if it's a toxic workplace because of a person, what is that person doing and how do you, how could you, um, how could you avoid becoming that person almost? Like, or how could you, um, I don't know, change that in the future for your own self? Or if it's a toxic workplace because of, you know, jobs or duties or things like, try, you know, try to be a, a bit more creative. I'm not saying stay in it. Like, obviously, if it's a toxic situation and you're able to exit in a way that uh, makes sense, like how I talked about the mountains, um, I always tell my clients, like, as long as you're taking steps toward the mountain that you want, that's great. So mm -hmm. if, the, if the step away from the toxic situation is leading you towards the mountain, um, by all means, take it. If you can step toward your mountain through the toxic situation, almost by uh, by conquering it, by figuring out this isn't a wall, this is a door and go through yeah. it. I know I use a lot of metaphors, so hopefully that answers your, your question. No, I but, love that. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> I think it's really hard to try to, you know, if you're trying to get out, you're trying to build a practice on the side or something like that. It's really hard to do that in a toxic situation. So mm. I think if you can step out, then you should, um, you know, but if you can't, like, I feel like there are ways by kind of like, you know, talk to them about it. Are they experiencing the same problems you're experiencing? How can you approach management or whoever it is, you yep. know, with this issue? And can you, it's easier to do it with other people than it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think in um, sometimes, sometimes stepping out of your own head um, and taking a different perspective on it mm -hmm. and seeing like, I don't know, like just stepping into someone else's shoes, whether it's the person who you're experiencing the toxicity from or someone else, like talking to a, a friend about it and making sure that you're 100% um, 
you know, clear on what's going on because mm-hmm. it could be, you know, there's, there's a lot of different dynamics when it comes to, to people and um, some humans can be really toxic, but usually it's comes from them themselves. Like they're, they're doing it cause they're injured or hurting or, and they're wanting to lash out against other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, there's a lot of different dynamics into it. I'd have to, talk a bit more about the situation whichever it is i think that there's a lot of different toxic toxic situations and they all require maybe a different uh finesse yes (laughs) agreed so um tell people how to find you we're going to wrap this up but let's remind us about the summer summit the dates what's your website how can people find you and then tell us everything you have to offer sure give me 10 minutes no i'm just kidding (laughs) So you can, the easiest thing to do, it'd be go to massagesuccess.club. Uh, so on massagesuccess.club, you can uh, check out the club. You can apply for it. You can also look at the summit. Um, there should be a big button on the homepage. And the summit is July 5th through July 11th. Uh, there will be recordings available, but if you want to watch it live and earn some prizes, it happens at 8 p.m. Central Time uh, every evening. So it's, uh, yeah, seven days, seven different speakers. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to reach out to me, uh, you can either hit me up on Instagram at Eric DeGear, or you can email me, I guess, at eric at DeGear.biz is another way to reach me. Awesome. And you can always drop into the group, the Happy Successful Massage oh. Therapist. Yeah, I would recommend doing that. I'm in there. It's a great group. Um, And it's very positive. And I love that. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My brother Garrett is the admin in there and he does a really great job about, um, you know, keeping everything positive and, and keeping everything moving. So yeah, it's a, it's a great group and it's free for all massage therapists. So I'd recommend hopping over on Facebook and finding it. Perfect. Um, and then, you know, just so everybody knows, I'm going to bring Eric in to do a live in our USO LMT national group pretty soon. We don't have an exact date yet, but sometime in July, um, I think we'll be able to do that and do um, maybe some sort of live freebie little coaching call or something like that. Um, and yeah, we're just going to keep working together and I will be putting up information about the summit coming up pretty soon. And I hope that everybody listening um registers and joins and gets to know a little bit more about Eric. I think that he is a great up and coming coach. And I think that people need to know a lot more about him. So get your butt out there and find out more about Eric DeGear. Thanks, Stephanie. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It was great to talk to you, Eric. And um, I'll be talking to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. So now let's talk about how to create a winning workplace culture. This is the most important part of this podcast. Creating a winning workplace culture is traditionally up to the business owner and the managers. They'll typically sit down and discuss their core values and how they get translated to the employees. Employees are then expected to uphold the values of the company and then translate those values through their actions with each other and the clients. What I found is that employees really don't think about the culture that they are creating in the workplace. 
but that really needs to change. Employees who are intentionally creating a great workplace culture for themselves tend to do a lot better at work and to stay at their jobs longer. So how can we ensure that we have a great work environment as employees of a business that we don't own? Well, the first step is really to form relationships with your coworkers. Massage therapists should make a point to get every other service provider and all the front desk staff on their table. This is one way to market yourself in the workplace, but you should also take the time to ask questions and get to know your coworkers during this process. Find out if they have kids, find out how long they've worked in the industry, find out what they like about it and what they don't like about it. Find out who their friends are at work and who they hang out with from work outside the office. You might plan to go out to lunch one day and talk further when you're away from work. When you do that, be yourself on these outings and let your true personality shine through. Find out if your coworkers have any problems at work. Be a listening ear and help if you can. Now, building relationships in the workplace is the single most important thing you can do as an employee to ensure that you don't end up in a toxic workplace. You will want to build relationships not only with the other massage therapists, but also any other service providers in the company, all the front desk staff, spa attendants, the person who drops off and picks up your laundry, even the janitor or the maintenance persons that come into your business. All these people have a hand in sharing in the success of the business that you work for, and each of these people may have different issues or care about different things in the workplace. When you are intentionally forming these relationships, taking note on what your coworkers care about and talking to them about what's important to them, it makes a huge difference. And this way, if something goes down in the workplace and it seems like things are getting bad, you will know exactly who to talk to and together to be able to come up with a plan to tackle the situation. You can also form relationships with your managers and the business owner, and of course you wanna do that. Talk to them and know without a doubt what they expect of you as an employee in the business. Go out to lunch with your manager or the owner of the business, show up to all the meetings, and get really clear with them on how your actions in the workplace affect the business. Employees who already have working relationships with business owners and management tend to have an easier time, and they're also able to get their ideas across better, and they can really influence the direction of the business. Don't be the employee that never speaks to management. If you have a problem in the workplace, it is best to address it with your managers directly and promptly. Don't let things fester. If the issue is not being taken care of after you've spoken with your manager, then go to the business owner. If after speaking with management and the business owner and you still feel like your issue isn't being handled or addressed properly, that's the time to start talking to your coworkers especially the ones that feel the same as you do and care about the same things you do, which you'll already know because you've already formed relationships with them. Any issue that is widely and deeply felt within the company needs to be addressed collectively by the employees with managers and business owners. You might ask for a meeting and bring up the issue collectively during that time. Put the business on the spot and get your issue addressed. 
Don't be afraid of this. Business owners expect conflict and disagreement. They know that not everything is perfect, and in general, they usually know when there's a problem. The one thing that they're not always good at, it seems, is explaining their outlook on things and taking employee input into account. So by involving your coworkers and standing together, you can always go a lot further in your workplace. This is how you gain power. You do it together. Approach management or the business owner respectfully and promptly together, and you will have a chance at changing your working conditions. If you don't do this, there is no chance. So if this doesn't work, promptly make your exit. There are so many jobs available today for massage therapists that you don't have to worry about finding a new one, and you don't have to stay in a toxic workplace. And any business owner that's smart today should be realizing that, and they should be doing everything that they can to create a culture where people actually want to work for them and where people actually want to come to work. So thanks for joining us today to learn a little bit about workplace culture. If you enjoyed this episode, you can expand the links below the episode, and there you can support our podcast with a small monthly donation to keep us on the air. You can also share this episode there with others. Also, be sure to subscribe so that whenever a new episode drops, you'll be notified. please visit us at www.uso.lmt.com. Founding memberships are still available for a limited time at $10 a month. As a member, you'll join in our mission to unify, advocate, educate, and engage the massage therapists of the future and learn how to organize and act in our field to bring about positive change. Currently, we're looking for forward, out-of-the-box thinkers to take positions on the Founding Leadership Council. Job descriptions are available on our website in the footer section. If you are unable to commit to a monthly membership, we would love it if you would donate to USO LMT to support our work. You can donate through our Take Action page on our website. You'll also find our COVID-19 survey there and be able to give your workplace a checkup on our Unity page. Plus, sign our petition to support our movement, Solidarity, and Massage Therapy. Also, check out our events page where we publish upcoming events, calls to our massage community for participation, and links to our recorded past events. We encourage you to join our private national Facebook group, USO LMT, to find out more and join in the conversations we're having about changing our industry for the better. You can also email us at bethechange at usolmt.com for more information. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. If you haven't visited our YouTube channel yet, please find USOLMT there. You'll also find group panel discussions on a variety of topics on our channel. Last week, we gathered a group of educators from all over the United States to discuss entry-level education. We've also talked about topics like diversity in massage therapy and continuing education. Feel free to share and use the YouTube channel videos that we've created to educate other massage therapists and the public about what's going on in our field. If you're interested in engaging with us on a topic, let us know. We're hosting these group discussions each month for our massage community. So find us, like us, and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Be the change.